If you go down to Derby upon a market day, you'll spy the finest ram, sir, that ever was fed on hay. And indeed, sir, it's true, sir, I never was given to lie. And if you go down to Derby, sir, you'll see him the same as I. Derbyshire, the land of the ram. I've been wanting to get people to put that on the signs as people enter Derbyshire for years. The Derby Ram's probably been around longer than Derby has. There's certainly been a Derby Ram as long as there have been sheep on the Derbyshire hills. The Romans probably brought him to fame by sacrificing rams with gilded horns to their gods. He could go back to Viking Derby in the form of the Norse sagas, the Ode Tup being substituted by the giant Ymir in Edda's saga. The Vikings were famous for tall stories. Derby, of course, being the headquarters of the Danelaw, the Viking East Midlands. A mummer's play called the Ode Tup, accompanied by some form of song or ballad, was performed in Derbyshire villages from medieval times, especially around Christmas, and represented the sacrifice of a ram as the old year passed into the new year. Some villagers used to gild the horns of their performing rams, which suggests to some that the play may well be a survival of that Roman custom of gilding ram's horns before sacrifice. It may have some astrological significance in relation to the constellation of Aries. The song about the Derby Ram has entranced, mystified and intrigued people for hundreds of years. The story of this huge ram from which locals made footballs out of his eyes, his ears into aprons, his tails into a hangman's rope. Eagles built their nests in his wool that reached right up into the sky has been recorded in many countries. Lawrence of Arabia heard it on one of his solitary missions in the desert. It was also George Washington's favourite song and he used to sing it to the twin sons of Oliver Ellsworth who was one of the framers of the United States Constitution. The words and tune were widely altered by American soldiers and frontiersmen. Negro singers adding the and didn't he ramble ramble chorus, which in turn became the famous pagan funeral march for New Orleans jazz bands. Under a charter of King John in 1204, Derby was granted the monopoly of wool dyeing within a 15 mile radius. This of course knocked Nottingshire out of it. This created an important wool trade in Derby. And when armorial bearings were granted to Derby, a ram with a golden collar was chosen as the crest in recognition of that very important charter that brought great wealth to the town of Derby. By 1825, Derbyshire had its own infantry regiment, the 95th Derbyshire Regiment, Whilst in Ceylon in 1838, the regiment was presented with a ram mascot by a local Raja. This first, but by no means least of all mascots, was rather fierce and during an inspection broke loose and charged the band, scattering musicians and instruments all over the parade ground. Temperamental mascots were not to be tolerated in those days. Raja was court-martialed, found guilty of gross insubordination and shot up against the wall. The 95th or the Derbys were first blooded at the Battle of the Alma in the Crimean War. 
where they fought so hard that most of the officers were killed or wounded and the regimental colours, or flag, had to be carried by a private soldier, a tradition that's still performed by the regiment now, that's the Mercian Regiment, to this day on Alma Day. They earned the nickname The Nails because A, of the small number left due to the effects of battle and sickness, and a general once commented of the 95th, they might be small in number, but they're as hard as nails. Another reason may be the manufacture of nails in Derbyshire, especially around the town of Belper. To this day, the football club is still nicknamed the Nailers. One year after the Crimea, the Derbys were in action yet again, this time in the Indian Mutiny. They took part in the capture of Kotar, an important fortified city in Rajputna. Whilst clearing the streets, a magnificent black fighting ram was spotted, tethered by a temple. The colonel, Colonel Rains, thought how well it would look marching at the head of his regiment. He directed Private Sullivan to capture it thus saving it from possible sacrifice and providing the 95th with a new mascot. He was named Derby I and marched nearly 3,000 miles with the Derbyshire Regiment, was present at six battles and received the Indian Mutiny Medal with the rest of his fellow soldiers. Derby I also fought 33 other fighting rams and was never defeated. He was accidentally drowned when he leapt over a wall and fell down into a well. There is still a ram mascot with the Mercian Regiment to this day, numbered Derby the 32nd. When he is near to retirement, often due to arthritis, a new ram is presented by His Grace the Duke of Devonshire from his stock of Swaledales at Chatsworth, and the old ram retires and returns home to graze. The story of the Derby Ram wouldn't really be complete without reference to Derby County Football Club. Football has possibly been played in Derby since Roman times. It was often known as Hugball. Shrovetide football came into fashion in medieval times but was banned in Derby by the Mayor in 1846 but is still, of course, played to this day in Ashbourne on Shrovetide Tuesday. Derby County came into being in 1884 when Derbyshire County Cricket Club were bored during the winter. They got nothing to do, so they started a football club. They called it the Rams, due to Derby's many associations with that particular beast. The two teams, joint base, that's cricket and football, were both based on Derby Racecourse. Things were a little cramped and football was getting into the way of racing fixtures during the winter. Somebody had to go. Sir Francis Lee, a wealthy industrialist, offered his baseball ground in Derby to Derbyshire County Cricket Club's football club. On September 14th, 1895, 10,000 fans saw Derby County's very own Steve Bloomer score both goals in the Rams' 2-0 win over Sunderland. Their first win at their new official home, a baseball ground. Only in Derby could a cricket club form a football club that played on a racecourse and then moved 
to play football on a baseball ground. It took them over a hundred years to get what they always wanted, their very own football ground. Derby County have done much over the years to promote Derby and Derbyshire and have kept the Ram very much alive in the hearts of people throughout the world. His presence, of course, is still very evident in the city of Derby, both in logo and statue form to this very, very day. And to go with the story of the Derby Ram, we've just created a Derby Ram tea towel. It's pretty good. It's got the picture of the Derby Ram on it, obviously, which is a belter, and it's also got um, the whole rhyme of the Derby Ram. Makes a super Christmas present. Uh, it's available from me, if you want one, at £9.99, plus postage, and you can get it from richardfelix.co.uk. richardfelix.co.uk. See you soon, guys. Oh, and before we go, the next podcast is going to tell you the story of where a local derby came from. Watch this space, guys. See you soon.